Good evening, me too, to me dresses. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are a good podcast about bad books, movies, and television, and this is episode number 128. We have now done as many episodes as the number of bytes of memory in the Atari 2600 game consoles and a lot of other computer references. Speaking of things that seem like fun when you were a kid but look hopelessly out of date now, today we are talking about Cool Dog, the 2010 movie featuring what is, by all accounts, a pretty cool dog. Yeah, there's no argument there on that one. Everyone agrees. Well, there was a time where I thought maybe it was a little too cool, like annoying, over-the-top cool. Like No, but then you realize, you know what? Not in a jaded way. He's not full of himself. He's yeah. just a cool dog. Everybody just wants to hang out with him. The movie has this great thing. When, like, whenever you feel that way, someone reminds <laughs> you by saying, that's a cool dog. Hey, that's <laughs> right. He's got that. Even the guy he carjacked kind of liked it, I thought. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was like, this is really pretty impressive. Yeah. <laughs> This week's episode is sponsored by audiblepodcast.com slash weep. If you uh, go to that address and sign up for a trial, you get a free audiobook that you can keep even if you cancel your subscription before it charges you anything. So you support us, free audiobook, at the same time. It's a really great deal. You could use that, for example. You could use that uh, free book to get A Good Dog, The Story of Orson, Who Changed My Life, uh, by John Katz, who, despite his last name, writes a lot of books about dogs and is delightful. That's a serious recommendation. Oh, oh, good. He writes. Like, <laughs> he also writes great books about dogs. So I John thought Katz. <laughs> like, I'd be making that up. The whole his name is Katz, but he writes for dogs. I was it's, like, I can't. It's K A T Z, hmm. which sounds like what you would do if you were like, we're a gang at a school in New York. We're cats with a K and a Z. Yep, that's life, John Katz. Life is stranger than fiction, man. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> he started tracking, found Jimmy in trouble right here in Manhattan. Let me introduce you to the panel tonight. Uh, of course, my name is Alex Falcone. You can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. Uh, here are some friends that I got with me. First up in San Francisco, California, it's Ezra Fox. Man, I would love to be an evil stepmother sometime and uh, make sure my stepson loses his only friend. <laughs> and then totally be fine at the end and not a bad guy anymore. Yep, yep. Well, I love the dog too. Fade out. <laughs> no comeuppance for me. <laughs> Also joining us, of course, he is C. Walter Smith on Twitter. In Seattle, Washington, it's Chris Smith. I think dogs are stupid and take your lunch money, but I'm not going to get my comeuppance for that. <laughs> oh, no. It's a tennis pitching machine. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> that was I'm one boned. of those moments where I was like, uh, tennis ball pitching machine, he's a little too cool. Yeah. <laughs> Just turn on in case of bullies. Yeah, he had a key to the tennis closet. That's yeah. too cool. Well, there's just laying around New York schools everywhere. <laughs> tennis ball. Tennis ball cannons. Yeah. You never know when the next kid's going to be the next great tennis player. So, And that voice is a voice you've never heard on a show before. This is, uh, he is at Anthony Lopez PT2, as in Anthony Lopez Part 2, joining us from Portland in studio. A great comedian, very funny guy, Anthony Lopez. Hi, nice to meet you. Uh, nice to meet all of you, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I've known Alex for a little bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, and, and everyone else at the same time was just like... Oh, oh yeah. he's a nice guy. He's I like meeting me. Be. I do love the idea that Alex, you don't know him. He just showed up at your apartment. He's like, "Well, it's time to record, so let's let's just do this anyway." You happen to have seen Cool Dog recently? What a coincidence! <laughs> yeah, I entered a Craigslist ad. Yeah. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> it just came out of a... Yeah, people who have seen Cool Dog and live within 15 minutes of my apartment, I have a podcast. <laughs> I, that reminds me, has anyone seen Cool Dog before? Like, No, this was the first time I had the pleasure you, of seeing it. I mean, like, has anybody seen it? Like, how? There's not even a, not a Wikipedia page <laughs> yeah, about I it. Yeah, I noticed that. I was looking direct, that up. Yeah, it's a direct-to-video uh, release. So oh, they, okay. it didn't appear in theaters. For, for what I can tell, it didn't appear on the Disney Channel, Wait. ABC Family, or the Hallmark Channel. So... so you're telling me Cool Dogs didn't have an Oscar qualifying run <laughs> last year? Because I swear I saw ads of variety for your consideration. You know, it's Cool Dog. But, but Hollywood is bullshit. That's yeah. what you got to remember. Did any of you guys notice what the first spoken line in Cool Dog is? No. Hey, that's a cool dog. No, no, that's that's about the <laughs> fifth or sixth. And then eighth, oh, yeah. 25th. And then they 25th. Yeah, it's about, it's like a every prime number of line, <laughs> I think. But the first line in the movie is the dog is ringing the bell to let everyone know that it's the owl has rung. <laughs> and, uh, that's the opening shot. Right. And then the first spoken line is the black guy walks by and goes, oh, what time is it? Oh, late again. <laughs> and then walks away. And I, I was like, is that really how they're going to open up this movie? Are you suspicious that that was like a, a bit racist? It's a bit racist. Even if it's not intentional, it's a bit racist. <laughs> Just saying. Wait, being late? What? I, I really don't know what you mean. Black people are late a lot. Isn't that a stereotype? It's a, it's a, it's I a, only know that's a stereotype because I had a... Because you're uh, a horrible racist. I, I'm a racist and I read their newsletters. <laughs> <laughs> I oh. thought it was a stereotype of, of black people using uh, dog clocks uh, to tell what time it was. <laughs> So this episode was sponsored by uh, a group of comics in, in Denver. This is the the Denver Comedy Co-op, and they have a podcast called the uh, First World Privilege Hour, which I cannot recommend or disrecommend as I have not seen it. Yeah, I recommend, right? Oh, money, yeah. They sent us money. Yeah, yeah, you can just recommend it. They I paid us money. It. Yeah, you cannot That's recommend like... or dissuade enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I well, I do know that they're uh, the Denver Comedy Co-op are just really cool dudes uh, when I was in Denver and was trying to do some comedy. They had a lot of great advice for me. Yeah, so check out that. Thanks for sponsoring. Let's do, we've done uh, some wandering. I don't know how much this made it. We should summarize. We should find out what movie this was so everyone else is caught up because you might not have caught it when it came straight to DVD. You might have missed it on Netflix Instant Watch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point. It is also on Instant Watch. So if you do want to spend 90 minutes of your time. Anyway, but if you don't have 90 minutes, Chris, as our resident summarizer. Yes. I would like you to summarize in the stilted dialogue of a person who thinks they're communicating with a dog. Oh, good podcast audience. <laughs> oh, you're the best podcast audience. Do you know what movie we saw? That's right. We saw Cool Dog. Cool Dog. That is a cool dog. It starts with a dog, and he's really cool. Anyway, he, has, he lives in Louisiana, in Eagle Rock, Louisiana. And he has a very nice boy and a very nice family, but the family has to move away to New York City to a building in the big city owned by mean people that don't let any pets happen. Oh, no. They have to lead you in Eagle Rock. So you run away, and you find your boy in the city. You ride on a train. You steal a boat. You steal a car. And you finally find your boy. But for some reason, there's still 40 minutes of movie left. So you have to break <laughs> up an animal smuggling ring that's going on down in the basement of the building where the boy and his family live. And you get to display all kinds of skills, like playing musical instruments and driving things and opening cages and checkers playing checkers <laughs> and uh you are the coolest dog it's important yeah. to point out as the plot of cool dog is that at no point did they like decide to limit it to what even the coolest dog could do mm -hmm. 
<laughs> he with just, a harmonica. He dry, yeah, he plays a harmonica and a banjo. Mm-hmm. Very competently. Piano. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Piano. Well, the animal's just running loose, just yeah, like some he, sick. He <laughs> breaks up a jail. He has a jailbreak, <laughs> which he pauses for a piano interlude. Mm. Just it, he, it was like this is the kangaroo escaping rag. I'm making it up as I go along. So you know what, podcast audience? <laughs> the plot doesn't matter that much. It's more about the dog. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you, Chris. All right. So we like to start and end every show with a compliment. Uh, It's what makes us feel like fair and legitimate criticism. We call it the compliment sandwich. Mr. Lopez, as the guest, you have the right to go first or last in the opening compliment. Which would you prefer? Uh, I'll go. I'll go first. Something I really liked about the movie took place in Little Rock, Eagle Rock, Louisiana. I did not know that there were so many palm trees (laughs) in Eagle Rock, Louisiana, because there were palm trees in every shot. And that was something new. I didn't know that about the climate over there. Yeah, Yeah. Gulf Coast, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. It's very nice that you you had that. Uh, Is Eagle Rock, uh, Louisiana place? Did we bother to look this up? Anybody? I sure didn't. I can guarantee you it wasn't. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll I'll, I'll go second then in a compliment because I also learned something that's not geography-based, but I learned that New Yorkers are way nicer than stand-up comics would make you believe did you notice <laughs> they were super sweet guys? They were like the old lady took a dog all the way across town, yeah, um, and then abandoned him. Well, it, admittedly, well, but he the, did save her from the muggers. Yeah, and sure. the, the the New York PD, NYPD, you know, for all the bad rap that they get, they're like, lady, super nice. Yeah, don't thank us, thank the dog. Exactly, He's the, the dog caught the thief. They were like humble. The the NYPD. And she, she assaults like a 10-year-old in front of the building. She's like, do you live around here? And he's like, yes, ma'am. In fact, I know the owner of that building. He is so well informed. He is. He little, <laughs> little very, exposition machine. Very sweet. Everyone in New York <laughs> is so sweet, except for the bad guys. Everyone's yeah. super nice. And, you know, like those random street punks who just like to fuck up <laughs> old homeless men's nights. Just poos in the street. He's like, what's in this basket? Nothing good. What are you... <laughs> I mean, I'm homeless. It's not because I had a lot of nice stuff and wanted to take it on the road. I'm homeless, but I kept all my furniture here in this grocery cart. Do you want to see my new duvet? What are you expecting? Your bags, mostly. And then just... Is it duvet or duvet? It's, he's homeless. He doesn't know. <laughs> anyway, Alex, very good knowing that duvet was exactly what uh, a punk on the street would want to see from a homeless guy. <laughs> so good on you there. I nailed that character. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Chris, you're going to be third. So uh, I love that the dog, that they, they in a brilliant bit of cinematic homage... They give the dog fake straight paws to use whenever he has to dial a phone or play the piano that. or something else like that, or or put a put a paw up to his mouth and go shh when he's right. keeping his secret because apparently this is Scooby Doo. Yeah, um, and I just love that throwback. It's like, well, we're not gonna bother being realistic, but we're not gonna try to train a dog to do something that a dog can't physically do. So let's just put a paw-looking thing on a stick. That is a perfect example of a part of the movie where I was like, I want, I wish there was a Wikipedia page for it, so there could be a section called, did the people who are making this realize why it's funny? (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ezra. So at the end, the dog dies for like five minutes, which is only like the fifth least implausible thing that he does. (laughs) (laughs) And he's then brought back to life with power of God and I believe uh, red vines? Yes. Yeah. And the great thing is they didn't want it to be too sad. So what they did to punctuate, like, you know, to break up the sort of depressing moment is they had a, a fire pole 
going down to the place where the dog was dying. So it was like, what's wrong? Fire pulled down. Oh my god, the dog is dying. Yeah. The whole climactic scene was in this like warehouse chemical plant something or other. But there yeah, like there for some reason the dog dying area was lower and yeah. the only way down there was no ladder or stairs. Just a, a fireman's it's a ship dock area. You know, is that a regular thing? Fireman poles and ship in dockyards? Uh, I think in like the smuggling kids section. Yeah, <laughs> smuggling kids section yeah. in Mexico. Oh, that's uh, right. So the, the animal smugglers, in order to keep the kid quiet, they try to kidnap the kid and send him to Mexico because at least then he'll be in Mexico and not telling the NYPD <laughs> about the smuggling. Their master right. plan was to put him in a box. That was as far as they thought. Well, they they have two options. Ask him to keep a secret. <laughs> oh, send him to Mexico for 18 years. And, well, they, had, <laughs> and uh, they had all the, this friend in the shipping industry, yeah. so you had to call him. Mm-hmm. No, also, <laughs> they had to silence this kid because he was the only person in all of New York, and especially all in this apartment building, who noticed the large number of cages being carried out the back. Like, it wasn't like he was snooping. It was just the alley guy carrying parrot cages. Mm-hmm. Send him to Mexico. <laughs> a lot of people are in Mexico right now because of this. They're like, like a bulk rate for shipping because, yeah. Oh, be, there's a whole a whole village of, of recent immigrants. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah, you saw the you saw the parrot cages too, huh? Mm. Well, uh, welcome to uh, Chichicalopolis. <laughs> yep, that's what they call it. <laughs> that's they call it. <laughs> that is exactly a place in Mexico. <laughs> well, they're not going to send them to Cabo. That's the only place that... There's really too many quick. phones down there. Yeah, there only two uh, cities in Mexico. Okay. Dude, Ticomopolis or Cabo. Yeah. So did you guys notice that like the female villain was doing like a, like a Joe Pesci impression like the entire movie, right? Yeah. So these landlords, the landlords is a fat lady and her skinny husband. And yeah. they're the bad guys. And then Captain something, Captain uh, Morgan, let's say. <laughs> <laughs> he was the guy who had a uh, boat with an empty box that was going back and forth to Chickamanopolis. Well, there was also the guy who wanted the boat, right? And just constantly carries thousands of dollars in cash <laughs> in his pocket <laughs> at any given time, just in case he sees the right parrot. Yeah, for when he got to buy the right illegal boat, or for when he got to smuggle some people, you know, to Mexico. Right there, you got to have cash in your pocket. That guy's not going to take an ATM card. You're not like, yeah. oh, so do you take Amex? <laughs> that guy, I'm, I'm, that, I'm kidnapping this kid. That guy's logic is even crazier than the regular villains because they think he stole the boat he just paid for. <laughs> and they're like, we're going to mess you up and never work for you again. And then all of a sudden, he's like, wait a minute, I'm going to help you kidnap this kid now <laughs> to prove I didn't. <laughs> to prove that I didn't take the parrot, which I paid for, so it wouldn't even be stealing. <laughs> it would be called picking up my delivery. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's time for the hate game. Uh, today we are all going to grab hands in a circle and play Hate Around the Rosie. That is from Christopher Ames. Thank you for the hate game names. Uh, so, hate games, uh, in any order, doesn't matter. Just something that you really didn't like. Something that upset you greatly about this movie. Okay. If you can find something. I've got one. Let, mm-hmm. me, let me just kick us off. So, the dog. I mean, the main 
narrative arc is dog needs to find boy and dogs in Louisiana boys in New York. So what does dog do? He hops on a train. Good move. Hops sure on is. a boxcar. Some hobos take him under their wing. Mm-hmm. My hate is for the hobos. Three ostensibly career hobos <laughs> see, see a healthy, well-fed dog in a boxcar and their first thought isn't, hey, we've got a meal for the next three nights. <laughs> no, really. Instead, they're like, hey, I bet he can beat us at checkers and we'll ask him to join our jug band. <laughs> well, I like that one of them has the opposite thought of that. Not only like, hey, here's a meal for the next three nights. One of them thinks, I will bet my dinner against this dog. <laughs> <laughs> in a game of checkers. The, the dog will eat my dinner. I mean, to be fair, the odds were with him, I think, on the whole. Most dogs cannot uh, pull off that kind of move in checkers. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a pretty good basic strategy, and but his... he didn't count on it being a cool dog. In... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> here's one of the, here's a hate that I have. I like dogs. Uh, I like a lot of dogs. I think dogs are adorable. Uh, but German Shepherds are not cool dogs. They are merciless killers. And they're narcs who work for the man. Those are the only two options. If you're gonna have a cool they're guide dog, dogs, dude, they're guide dogs also. You saw him being a guide dog even for the scene of the movie. He helps an old blind guy across the street, and then yeah. leaves him on the <laughs> other side of the street. That's where he was going. He's still blind. He's busy. He's got to go deliver mail. He's got oh. things to do. <laughs> He's a busy dog. <laughs> a Labrador makes a much better guide dog. He would have stayed with that guy. You didn't see it. Gets across the street safely. And then totally walks into a wall because there was no dog there. <laughs> Other hates? Uh, I got I, – I, this drove me crazy from first half of the movie. He was like, Rainy? Is that his name? Rainy was, Randy? Was it, was it Raimi? Like Ray- R-E-M-Y? Or was it Rainy? Or was it I, – I, I could never – There's no Wikipedia article. We yeah, don't yeah. know. <laughs> what and else? he's uncredited on IMDb. Yeah. Okay. Oh, is he? Cool dog. Yeah, okay. Cool dog. Cool dog. Cool dog is a goddamn national treasure. Yeah. Right? He's like he is he's the most incredible dog ever. And his parents are completely oblivious. He saves a woman a girl, little girl's life in the first few minutes. Yeah. Everyone in the town loves him. He, he's in charge he, of ringing the church bell every he's morning. He's ringing a bell. He uh, saved a pilot's life 2 years ago. Made national headlines most likely. Yeah, yeah. And, like, his parents are like, oh, we got to give up. Let's give it up to this weird dude. Who can't, can't they, like, find a single person in this town that just loves him? Everyone in the to town take him in? Him. Yeah, kind of the town just adopt him. Like, hey, uh, I know you don't really want to have a dog at this really nice house, but I have 400 testimonials <laughs> of the entire city and a bunch of news clips. He'll uh, do your dishes. He'll fold your laundry. He'll play some piano for you sometimes. <laughs> yeah, I know you're not thinking now, but if you let some cats run around, he'll go crazy. Let's play music for running animals. Yeah, I'm, I'm a, I would expect that this, the CIA would have been interested in this dog. <laughs> <laughs> he was working. Okay. CIA, Prince of Dubai, somebody. somebody. Anyone. Anyone. I'd, I'd give a kidney for that dog. That dog is incredible. <laughs> Just, I don't understand. It There's so many mind. things you, you glanced over in there that we should talk a little bit more detail about. So here's – that reminds me of one of my hates. So he saves this girl. How the fuck did that girl crash her bike <laughs> yes. on a train bridge in the middle such that the bike stayed on the bridge and she was dangling from a girder? Well, Alex, 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 what you got to realize is the girl's explanation was I lost control of my bike, which is what, which is, yeah, but you know what? That's the same thing that actresses say when they're on coke and crash their car. <laughs> uh... An officer, somehow I lost control of the vehicle. 
And that's why I stole and this he's dress. And shepherd, so he'd be like, yeah. I'm not saving you, Kokor. Like, he would yeah. know, right? Well, yeah, I mean, but drugs all over She's her. like seven. It's probably Adderall. <laughs> I mean, come on. It's probably some of her parents put her on. She was so psyched up all the time. Constantly talking about this goddamn cool dog that lives down the street. And how her dog can't be that awesome. And her parents are like, we just got to shut her up and calm her down. <laughs> Shove a bunch of drugs in her head. So Cool Dog understands that he was the beginning of this problem, and he's the end of it when he saves her. I mean, it's a deep movie now that I'm talking about it. <laughs> Why did she decide to ride her bike on a train bridge? Of course you're going to lose control. Kai, she's got to feel alive, man. <laughs> yeah. She's just so numb now that her parents have been drugging her for such a long time. I, feel, like, I love that he's like, I'm going to go get help. And Cool Dog's like, no, I got this. And the kid's like, yeah, you know what? I'm not going to go get help. <laughs> <laughs> watch. I was going to get help, but then I realized uh, I have like this walking demigod next to me <laughs> on all four legs called Cool Dog. So your big hate with this movie really is that Cool undersold this dog. <laughs> <laughs> like fucking incredible dog. Yeah, he's the movie. <laughs> also, the thing with the bridge is like he runs up to save her. He's standing on the railroad bridge. She's hanging from the tresses, clearly out of reach. And he just, like, looks sad. And I thought, this is early enough in the movie that I was like, shit, is she just going to die? And the dog's going to be like, I, I had thumbs. This would have been easier. Like, well, that's the moment where everyone's been treating him like a super cool dog. Turns out he's only okay. Let the girl die because he well, can't grab her. She has to grab him because cool dog helps those who help themselves. <laughs> So, <laughs> yeah, but they did that great, like, you know, they showed that it was way too far away, and then they just cut to, like, five seconds later when she was within reach. Mm. Why didn't you grab that a minute ago? Yeah. Oh, she didn't know. All right, what else do you hate? I, I got a, I guess, a maybe a, a bragging fail, I guess, for the um, the dog catcher that we bring in for a second. He says he has equipment <laughs> that's uh, so powerful that he can hear an elephant fart in in Africa. <laughs> yeah. And the so wait, wait, wait. Can we, can we backtrack just for a sec? Yeah. Do we really need to? <laughs> <laughs> this no, is good, a good. dog catcher in New York hired by the landlords of the building mm. to track down the dog they suspect is hanging outside the building. Which he is because he can't be inside the building, but he wants to be near his boy. Right. And he's also dangerously close to uncovering their animal smuggling ring. So they... they Hire this I told dog you catcher. He was a narc. I told you. <laughs> yeah. So as you were you were saying about this fucking dog catcher. Oh right, right. So here's the thing about an effective like brag. It's like you have to do something that's impressive. But elephant farts are loud, probably by definition. So the fact that they're in Africa and the fact they're loud, it kind of like bounces itself out. So maybe your hearing equipment isn't that good in the first place. Well, but you heard right. He said my hearing my hearing equipment can hear this elephant fart in Africa, and then they played a fart sound. Yeah. As if when he put on his headphones um, at that moment, an elephant farted. But well, the, in Africa. I mean, well, he but, was standing in front of a very plus-sized woman. I mean, it could have been <laughs> that he heard. Also, there are a lot of elephants in Africa. If you have to listen to every time one of them farts, <laughs> yeah, I feel like then I just turned to FM radio and like you know listen to something else. I feels like like type of thing like when he was buying it, someone was like, "You can hear an elephant fart in Africa." And he's like, "Oh wow, that guy was being really hyperbolic there, but I like it." <laughs> I like where this is going. I like, I like this guy's moxie. It's a good sell. And then he put it on, and it's just every time an elephant falls in Africa, <laughs> he can just hear it, and it's just so exhausting. Welcome back to 98.5 Cool Jazz. All elephant farts, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that guy was like, 
the whole second half of this movie, once she gets to New York, is just them like, all right, is it going to be like they were like so dividing it? And they're like, it's going to be like a, like Homeward Bound, Favreau Goes West. It's an adventure story. And they realize around page 40 that he was there. He's already in New York. <laughs> like, oh, shit. Uh, what are we going to do? Uh, go watch Mousetrap. See what they do in their second act. <laughs> they have like a guy come and find him. All right, cool. Uh, how about Home Alone? Yeah, like, get that. Throw <laughs> some of that. Uh, uh, what's another crappy kids movie? I, I got, they just... The whole last 40 minutes, because he gets there like exactly halfway through the movie. Yeah. It's just them like, uh, like let's get some baby's day out uh, sequences. Let's throw them in there. The problem is when you have a, a dog with infinite powers, it's really tough to, to <laughs> keep enough obstacles in his way <laughs> to slow him down. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it made me think like in Homeward Bound, why didn't you guys just drive a train home? <laughs> Boom. Yeah. It was like it was like oh this is gonna be an epic struggle for him to get back to his boy. Oh no, he's just on the train. Okay. Yeah. He had so much extra time. He had to cause a series of uh, uh, of wet shenanigans, yeah, physical ve- comedy. He's very into Roadrunner s thing. Yeah, like, he yeah. could just run away. When the guy first off, okay, so he's in like this abandoned state fair, or not state fair, but off season state fair, and the the kid leaves him with a rolled address for where they're going. Mm-hmm. And an iPod that plays the Cool Dog theme song. Because <laughs> Cool Dog, that, that's it. Why would you, why would you not be listening to your own theme song? Seriously, <laughs> the Shaft of dogs, of course. So, so. You imagine that one Shaft like walks to he's like on the subway listening to the theme from Shaft and his head. Like, yeah, it's a good song. <laughs> that guy sounds like a badass. Who is it? <laughs> Thumbs at himself. Me, it's that guy. But the song is about Cool Dog the movie. Yeah. Like and he's that's his theme song. He's listening on his iPod to a song about his own movie. Well, actually, I have a hate for this too. Yeah. Which which is that the the music was not on the nose enough. <laughs> <laughs> so when when the boy leaves the dog, the dog has animated tears on his face, mm-hmm. and the song goes, "I will remember you. I never want to be without you. I will remember you. I shut my eyes and I see you." And instead, it should have been like. I left my dog (laughs) and now I'm pretty sad thinking about him with no friends except for all the other animals. My mom paid an envelope of cash to the guy at the fair. This is the sad part of the movie. (laughs) You should feel your feelings. All he had with him was just a bag of licorice <laughs> that he could use breadcrumbs his way. Be singing. <laughs> All he had was a licorice bag. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, and, he, well, and then oh, go. No. Well, that led like so. The thing you just mentioned, he had the thing where he was like he left licorice out the door of the car, out the window of the car. Sure. The dog could follow him. To the train station. The licorice didn't lead him to the train station. It led him to the boat. It led him to the dock. And the, and the, the he... <laughs> he takes the boat directly to the train. And this is something that kind of pissed me off. The only thing that Cool Dog does that's not cool in the whole movie. And Cool Dog's a friend of the fish. animals. I get where he's coming from. <laughs> yeah. But this fisherman has to spend his entire goddamn day fishing for his dinner, for himself, for his family. And Cool Dog's like, hey, I'm going to hop into the back of your boat. I'm going to hide. Is that cool? Stowaway. Yeah, totally it stows cool. away. And like that's cool, cool dog. I like that. That's a crafty. I appreciate that. <laughs> and then as soon as the guy do- or as he's going, cool dog's like, "Thanks for the ride, homie. Fuck your fish." Knocks <laughs> over the fish into the water, just freeing him. The fisherman's like, "Well, I guess I'm not gonna eat today because I'm a judgmental dog." <laughs> right. But also, if somebody's following you, leaving them licorice trail, very kind. Mm-hmm. But 
going through a river is something you do when you're specifically trying to lose a tail. <laughs> so he's like, hey, follow me, dog. Follow me, dog. Oh, where'd my scent go? Into the river. What messed up town is this that, like, the best way to get to New York is taking a boat to the train station? <laughs> <laughs> the one-man ferry. This ad was required but not approved by Audible. From the director of Cool Dog comes the story of a remarkable audiobook. Hey, Audible, you are looking good. Look, it's Audible. You're such a good audiobook. Audible, you're my best friend. Sorry, Jimmy, but we're moving to New York and they don't allow audiobooks there. Don't cry, Audible. We'll be together again. You can't have your audiobook come stay in our apartment. But why? Because I'm a sea monster. Out of my way, hobo. Look out, Jimmy. She's got a bat. Wow! I have been knocked into this pit! Audible, you saved me! Well, of course, Jimmy. You can freely download a free audiobook anywhere for free. Just go to audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. And thanks for bringing me a hot dog, Audible. Cool, Audible. It's what passes for a movie these days. Brought to you by audiblepodcast.com slash read and weep. Endorsed by hobo-loving hot dogs everywhere. It's true! Wait, What? That's right. The ball of my tricks, I hope that you like this, but you probably won't. You think you're cool with me. You got to shine shades to hide your face. All right, guys, so last time uh, we're going to play the game, the uh, our favorite movie game we haven't done in a long time. Welcome back. A lightning bonus round. Lightning, lightning bonus, bonus round. round. Lightning bonus round is like uh, our normal conversation we've been having, except now it's a little faster. We don't have time for a full in-depth conversation. Say your point, get in, get out, get done. Just like uh, Cool Dog did on that boat he stowed away on. And in the middle, fuck a little shit up. That's what you do. I'm going to start out. I think this whole premise is flawed because if this... Kid... <laughs> wait, wait. You're <laughs> saying that there's not a dog that's cool? <laughs> Bear with me. No, no, that part I believe. But I don't think he's actually a good friend to this kid. This kid is never going to learn to stand up for himself if his dog does everything for him. If his dog is always there with the with the tennis ball cannon to fight off the bullies, where is he going to learn how to deal with bullies? I still think yeah. he, I think he still comes out ahead with cool dog rather than learning <laughs> to stand up for himself. I think I would rather be a coward and not be able to stand up with myself and have cool dog there. He's not socialized, but he's got cool dog. Yeah, that's... Alex, what you're saying is like, um, <laughs> give a man a cool dog, he'll be cool for a day, but teach a man how to cool dog. And he'll be- <laughs> <laughs> Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Hey, speaking of the bullies, my favorite thing is that the bullies are called Billy and the Cools. That's cools <laughs> with a K and a Z because yeah. they're street. <laughs> And Billy doesn't even like Cool Dog once he knows how cool he is. Done. I was, yeah, that was like, as soon as that gang said that, I was like, <laughs> you're not going to actually take my lunch money. You guys clearly have more work to do on your name. Come back later. I'll give you my 50 cents. You guys are too busy being passive aggressive during my show and tell presentation. <laughs> really effectively bullying me. Lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. I want to applaud the film for being brave enough. To kill Cool Dog. Yeah. <laughs> being so cowardly, they had to bring him back. <laughs> but I really thought he... I was like, this is a bold move I'm right so here. I'm so surprised. This, this was like, I can't believe 
this guy passed the like storyboard process yeah. <laughs> that's just killing the dog. Cool dog dies at the end. Holy shit! It's but, just a downer ending. Yeah, that's I really the thing though. There wasn't a storyboard process. I think they just focus grouped it, and then they were like, "Ah, you choose the ending." And they're like, "Now nah, bring Cool Dog back." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also really liked the. I mean, the movie's supposed to have like a kind of strange pro faith message, but the the way the dad was like, it's not. It's God just decides to take. Like he just threw God under the bus at the end. <laughs> <laughs> the kid is like, why did this happen? He's like, well, God is a real son of a bitch. <laughs> Takes your God's mother. Got reasons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he guides Cool Dog all the way back just to take him in front of you. Just, <laughs> <laughs> He's just, yeah. Our God is a brutal God, yeah. uh, <laughs> but our dog is awesome. <laughs> Son, let me tell you about a man named Job. Yeah. <laughs> Lightning bonus round. I really appreciate how much Cool Dog doesn't give a shit about death. Like Cool Dog dies. Like either this paramedic is the worst paramedic ever. Like yeah. he's not a vet, so I don't expect him to know exactly <laughs> how dogs work. But he's like this dog is dead. 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 And then Cool Dog hops up. And within a second goes and catches the captain. Like he's like, it ain't no thing. Yeah, I saw a light. I said, fuck you, light, and I went the other way. I got a boy, and there's a sailor that's still on the loose. Well, there's also, I mean, frankly, you get you got to knock some points away from the paramedic on that one. Yeah, it's like, yeah, the dog is dead. I mean, like, unless unless we want to go strict, you know, dogma here. And uh, and say that the the dog was actually dead. I mean, I just think yeah. the paramedic was bad at listening. Hold on a second. The paramedic's like, like, your dog's dead. And he comes back to me like, so like, or not. I mean, I'm not a vet. I'm a paramedic. <laughs> I, so. I didn't check its pulse or anything. It was just lying still. Didn't respond <laughs> yeah. to you. Seems like a dead thing to do. Best uh, guess. Come on. I think maybe he was just trying to, like, lie to the kid so he can get cool dog. <laughs> He's like, this dog is all, yeah, that dog totally dead. Let me uh, just load it up in my van. I'll take it. I got No worries. The Rangers, they're on me. They're on me. What kind of food does he like? Just one. Licorice? Is that it? Licorice? Just a question. He's going to bury him with it. <laughs> Planning bonus round. Okay, so he has earned commendation before, this cool dog, for yeah. saving a, pl- a pilot's life. Here's the story. The pilot put the plane down safely... And then passed out. And he was very sleepy. Yeah. (laughs) He's like, well, that was exhausting. (laughs) And then Cool Dog, all he did was pull him out of the plane. He had put the plane down safely. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I forgot. We went over here with Mr. Alex Falcone, who pulls sleeping pilots out of crash planes constantly. Yeah. That ain't no feat. All you did is completely over it. <laughs> the plane was in danger of catching fire, Alex. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Maybe if it had. But, like. All you did is you took a sleeping man from a comfortable cockpit and put him on an icy cold ground Look, where he it. woke that's up and smiled and appreciated how cool that dog was. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, in the wild, you can last, what, three weeks without food, three days without water, like three minutes without air, and like three seconds without seeing a really cool dog. <laughs> <laughs> also, the passing out thing is so weird. It's like, oh, God, that was a harrowing journey. Thank, thank God I, I made it down here alive. I'm going to drink really heavily for the next two minutes. <laughs> How does that? Uh, well, he had all those little mini bottles of liquor. Right? <laughs> you know, they stock at every airplane with. Right. No matter what the size, no matter what the passengers, the same amount. Actually, I love to think it's like proportional to the size of the plane. That the smaller the plane gets, even the smaller the bottles of liquor get. <laughs> it's an FAA regulation. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa. You can't. Wait, wait, you're flying. You, you can't take, take that off. You can't take that off. You don't have enough where's small your, bottles. Where's your rum? You, know, you need little bottles of rum. <laughs> That's the end of lightning bonus round. Woohoo! 
All right, it's time for the second half of the compliment sandwich. So for the uh, second compliment, the minor compliment, we go in reverse order of the way we went at the top, which means... I think it's me. Ezra. It means Ezra's um, going first. This movie taught me that in a fight, uh, baby goats are useless. Um, <laughs> cool dog unhooks the cage to baby goats. You think yeah. baby goats are going to come out and fuck some shit up? They do not. <laughs> <laughs> no, they, they just hang out. Baby goats are very mellow. They're like the Switzerland of goats. <laughs> <laughs> so now I know not to build my army on the backs of baby goats. And this is a really helpful knowledge. It would have been more helpful six months ago. The one thing that, they, that the baby goats are really helpful for is when uh, someone says, come back here, kid. And then the goat looks at the camera like you might be talking to him. Yeah, there's there's a lot of just wouldn't it be funny if this happened rather than writing or plot in this movie? Yeah. Uh, Chris, your compliment. Uh, yeah, my compliment is that there is a lot of scenes of Cool Dog running at top speed, and it's majestic. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun well, it's... to watch him run. Like it, His ears go back, and he's really fast, and he almost and it's all our speed. sped up film. You know, I'm a fast walker. I'm usually in a hurry. I appreciate it when other things are in hurries. Cool dog knows how to hurry. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and he knows, like, when his running isn't fast enough. That's when he takes a tugboat. <laughs> yeah. Or a car. Or a train. Or, or the subway. Yeah. He, he in just, fact, in uh, general, he seems to prefer... He only stole the car near the end. In fact, normally he prefers more energy-efficient public transit and type. He, he just did that fucking joyride, right? Yeah, There's absolutely was, no points. Yeah, there was I think I he mean, just drove around the block four rights and he was done. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a dog. You can't yeah. turn left. That would be ridiculous. Yeah. I would have walked out yeah. in my own living room. <laughs> How do you turn left? I'm like this is bullshit. You can anticipate traffic? <laughs> <laughs> uh all right. Uh so my comp my minor compliment uh, is uh, it's it's towards the uh, bad guy woman, the the evil lady, Fat Joe Pesci, Fat Joe Pesci, <laughs> Fat Joe Pesci, <laughs> with bigger eyebrows. Yeah. Uh, was uh, she had she had one of those moments where she totally like described my feelings, which is always nice when a movie can do that, tell you exactly how it just made you feel. The the kid and the dog, they're in the they're in the like, it, I guess no, they're not in the warehouse yet. They're still in the uh, in the basement of the apartment building. And she's like, I need to stop you. And then she comes around the corner spinning a lasso. And then she throws. And at the moment, I was like, really? What are you doing with the lasso? And then she throws the lasso. I think she catches the dog, right? Uh, Catches cool dog. And then she says, you didn't think I could lasso. And I was like, you're goddamn right I didn't think you could lasso. (laughs) Totally caught me by surprise. Again, that was sort of like a betting, you know, with hobos on checkers. It's like your odds are with you, but you're just wrong this time. Yeah, yeah, you you were wrong, but it's not your fault. That was a totally yeah. good guess. Luckily, the odds were also in Cool Dog's favor because the rope proved very brittle. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a very cool dog, Chris. Yeah, even with full rope, he could have done it. Even with like yeah. a synthetic rope. Yeah, the rope was like, nah, I can't compete. I'm done. I give his up. Dog's too cool. Gotta <laughs> let him go. Kalel dog, get out of here. Uh, Anthony, um, minor compliment. The, so I went into this not knowing much about it, mm-hmm. thinking it was going to be truly terrible. Yeah. And here's the best compliment I can pay this movie. Within the first minute, I paused it. I yelled at everyone in my house to get out <laughs> here. 
And I restarted the movie. I got a minute and 15 seconds in. Yeah. And I went, everyone, get in here as quickly as you can. And then I restarted it. Yeah. And, uh, it was great. Yeah, that the first two minutes of this movie caught me by such a praise. I, uh, just watch that if you're going to watch it because that... That alone is worth the price of, you know, streaming it for free off Netflix or pirating it. Yeah, definitely <laughs> just, worth the price of both. It's worth spending that bandwidth. Yeah. <laughs> I guess actually part of that compliment that should go to the Denver Comedy Co-op. Yeah. And uh, their, Good it job, looks boys. like not very recently updated uh, podcast, The First World Privilege Hour. But I, when I, yeah, like halfway through, I was like, I've never heard of this. Mm-hmm. I... What a you know, excellent discovery, you yeah. guys. Good find. This is a masterpiece of crap. Mm-hmm. Can I uh can I tell you guys my my weird interpretation of what Cool Dog is truly about? Yes. Yeah. I uh I, I thought about this like halfway through the movie. Uh, but you guys know like the concept of like an unreliable narrator. Mm-hmm. Like my you, favorite concept. <laughs> you know, like like you see a, like the story is told through someone's point of view, so you yeah, can't yeah. trust anything actually in the yeah. movie. Do you think that there's a chance <laughs> that the whole movie is how the boy sees his dog? Uh, that cool dog is not actually doing any of these things. The whole movie takes cool dog might not actually exist. You, you know what I mean? Like the idea of like, so you have this dog that is just incredible, but his parents can't seem to realize that at all. The idea of taking the cool dog to an a, a uh, an abandoned state fair or a firm. How often do kids get told that when the, right. uh, the dogs go places? You know. <laughs> I have a slight modification on your theory. What? All of this movie takes place in Cool Dog's head. <laughs> <laughs> this is Cool Dog's fantasy where he's just like napping in the, on a couch somewhere. You can't trust Cool Dog's narration. He's really not that cool. This is a lame fucking dog. This is a I mean, nerdy dork. It, the, the, he, in fact, Cool Dog's a Pomeranian. Probably. What? Yeah. <laughs> Short hair. <laughs> <laughs> That is it for our show, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks so much for joining us. We will be back again next week. Next week, we're talking about uh, three sitcoms with first names. We're going to be watching the pilot of Rob and then some episode of Whitney and one of uh, the show with Chelsea's name in it. I don't really know the whole name of it. That sounds so unpleasant. Well, I, the only one I've watched already is Rob, and uh, it cannot be worse. <laughs> That's what you say. No, but seriously. <laughs> I'm only. Seriously. I'm only half Mexican, and I'm just offended at the premise. Like, I've seen, I've seen half an ad, and my my I can feel my blood boiling. Like, <laughs> you can feel half of your blood I can boiling. Feel half of my blood just upset, and my other half just not liking Rob Schneider. So, <laughs> <laughs> where where is uh, half of your ancestral home? Is it in Chicamanopolis? <laughs> <laughs> the biggest town in Mexico. I'm gonna bet against that. I'm gonna take the <laughs> bet against it. So we're gonna be watching those next week. Check those out. Sitcoms with first names. Uh, if you have any uh, feedback for us, of course, as always, read slash contact Or the best place to go for anything is to go to uh, our Facebook page, facebook.com slash weep where you will find. Uh, currently, we're holding a survey after the sitcoms. We're gonna read an epic work of fiction, possibly about a war. So there will be some great choices there. If you want to, if there's a really long book you want us to read through, like mid February to mid March, 
get onto the Facebook now page now and, and vote for it. Facebook.com slash read it and weep. Uh, that, is, that is it. Excellent. Also, make sure if you're not already follow if you didn't at the beginning, now you know why you should. Follow him on Twitter. Anthony Lopez Part 2, spelled PT, and then the numeral 2, Anthony Lopez PT2, uh, on Twitter. Check that out. And uh, thank you so much for joining us, Anthony. Thank you guys for having us. It was real fun. It's super fun. Uh, we, will, we, will, we will have you again some other time. It might not be this easy. We've, we've made people read whole Twilight books. Like, it's not always this fun. The, the, the assignment. The show is fun. Bring it on. You got an easy assignment this week. Awesome. Uh, thanks, as always, Chris Nez. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Excellent. We will see you guys next week. Bye. Pssh.